You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. There was an idea. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. See if they could become something more. I have an army. We have a Hulk. This is the Marvel Tribe, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Avengers! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marvel Tribe. We are a group of excited and passionate individuals who have come together to share our love for all things Marvel. We are brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the DizInsider.com. I am so honored to be joined by this amazing group of Marvel nerds. From the big screen to the small print, feel the pulse in your chest so you know you're alive. One team, one love. It's the Marvel Tribe. Marvel Tribe. Boom, boom. Hey, guys. What up? It's been forever. It has it's been, been way too long. Yes, extenuating circumstances and bad luck and just get misscheduling. Just man, took us. We went off the rails for a little bit, but we missed all you guys. So I'm super glad that Lewis and the new girl Sam. Oh, the new girl, yes. Us three, we get to come back and and grace you guys with um, our presence and talk about Miss Marvel. Which is turned out to be a pretty quite interesting. Uh, I, I'm liking it. I kicked butt show. So, um, yeah, Sam, Lewis, you guys want to talk about what you guys been up to? Then this weird hiatus. No, I was ready to start talking about the show. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, Lewis can talk though. <laughs> I know Lewis always got stuff going on and stuff. So, I mean, I, I, you want to tell us quickly about some projects you got going on? Absolutely. I've been busy getting ready for the show in September, the Off Market Mouse Expo that we've already getting ready for. So, I've been getting yeah. stuff ready for that. Designs, working on a mural, but most importantly, working on the new logo that we are going to be launching for the season oh, three. Can't wait. Can't wait. That's what you awesome. So, Marvel Tribe. Yes. Impressions on what we have seen so far. So, I like I it, but Marvel I have Tribe. to I to say Miss Marvel, sorry. But I have to say that I, I have a little bit of confusion, which we're going to discuss on here and stuff. And I know, Sam, you went and you cleared some things up, but I'm not 100% satisfied with that answer. But I do want to talk about it and, and and actually even get some feedback from you guys. Like, you can hit us up on our on our page, Walt's Apartment, on Facebook and stuff, or even on Instagram and let us know your thoughts. But, um, but basically, actually, let's just jump into it because we're going to go all over the place. One, I like the show. Lo- I like Miss Marvel. I like it. It's just it, it is teenager um, uh, based because she's a teenager, and you know we we this is a part of the new Avenger kind of centered focus, and we have some young young people, young talent coming on the roster and stuff, and we need to start um, 
treating, I, I would say you would do well to kind of treat you, what's going on in the MCU as a generational thing. So your first original, you know, you got the Tony Starks, you got the the Thors, the Black Widows, and all that's that's your first class. You know, that's that's the the cool class, the Gen X. You know, that's me, my class right there. And then we have these younger kids who are being introduced and stuff, and they're getting some some. You know, we're we're still we still have some of the original class who's coming around and hanging out and kind of you know taking some of these people under their wings, and then there's some who are striking out on their own trying to figure it out themselves and that's you know miss marvel she is part of that new school uh they call you guys gen z i believe or i'm not sure are we out of the alphabet now so i don't know something is like zennials or something i don't even know at this point um but i actually like the way that the show did set up to show us that generational thing because mm-hmm. for us there was always just iron man there was you know cap like they were the heroes. We were in the midst of them becoming heroes. And we're realizing now that Kamala, the superhero that she's becoming, grew up with them as her idols. Mm -hmm. So I think that that first set the stage of EndraCon, that was really important to play to that generational pool that they're doing. Also, we're bringing in a new era of comic book fans into the MCU. So like David, your kids, I'm sure they've read the classics, but they've also read this newer content that is now being pushed into the cinematic universe. So it is playing to that new comic book fan as well, or a younger comic book fan. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're, they're all over it. You know, they're, they're liking the new Miss Marvel. They're, they're liking moon girl and Shuri, Shuri, even though Shuri's, you know, her story has been around for a while. She's part of that new school kind of uh, thing. And uh, we got Kate Bishop who's the, is taking over the mantle for the new Hawkeye and stuff. And so, yeah, it's, it, it's just a passing of, of the mantle and stuff. And I, a I'm, slight introduction I like to it. a fake wicked and speed. Yes. We got the wicked and speed intro and stuff. Um, we have a little bit, of a uh, patriot who is um god why can't i think of his nathaniel his hawthorne yeah, uh, his son yeah the grand yeah the grandson and son yes um yeah and then even the new falcon we got introduced to but we they didn't don he didn't don the suit he was given falcon's old wings to kind of work on and stuff and so yeah so we we have we have some really cool interesting uh 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 things coming up um here's here's can i can i say this little tidbit and stuff um because i i did someone actually did ask me like hey uh why isn't marvel kind of threading and weaving everything like they've done you know leading up to avengers and stuff and and the only thing I can think of at the time is and I forget I forgot this too. The first uh, several movies that came out weren't really connected. You know they they, they really stood alone, stand alone. There there's like there's Easter eggs and people try to connect Easter eggs you know to things, but they weren't connected. They stood alone. Um, and I think that's what we're going to get in Phase Four. We're going to get a lot of movies that are kind of there's some Easter eggs and some references and fan service and stuff. But I don't think until phase five is where we're going to start seeing what this big baddie is going to actually be, you know, or what the the, the connectivity is going to look like that's woven through. And stuff. that's just my opinion. I, I, I don't know. Go ahead. I agree, though, because 
uh, when we had the um, first three phases leading up to Endgame, I think Kevin Feige and Marvel realized, oh, wait, this could end. So now they're making it such a big horizon that it may not end for, say, 15, 20, 30 years. They're giving themselves a lot more windows because after mm -hmm. Phase 2, everything started funneling down to Thanos, the Infinity Stones. They kind of bottlenecked themselves. But at the yep. same time, there's a lot of time travel and stuff like that right now. And you got to be careful because, and I, and I think we're going to talk about that, it can get real yep. dangerous. I mean, Marty McFly went down that road a couple of times, and it can get real bad. <laughs> yep. Agree, hundred percent. So let's well let's let's talk about that, and let's, we can work our way backwards and stuff because this this last episode five, um, you know, the end of episode four, she ended up uh, going back in time, and she went during uh, back to India during the partition days, and they it kind of took place around the railroad, uh, where that story of her grand great grandmother, uh, you know, uh, started and stuff. Um, and this is the part where the timeline, like, I'm going to be honest, when episode five came on, the only thing I was thinking of is, okay, what was Banner's rules about time travel and how that works and everything else? And then I was also like, oh, well, we're going to get some Loki references and stuff, too, because they also had rules about branching things off and me messing things up and stuff. So I was prepared with that and totally didn't get that and stuff said we got something completely different we got something akin to what lewis said back to the future you go back in time and whatever you do there could mess up your current or enhance or do whatever your current feature and we got a full we got full circle because the story was that um that kamala's um grandmother was a little girl during partition and she was separated from her father and her mother and she remembers these little stars kind of magic kind of directing her back to her father and you see I mean, we're talking about a crowded uh, train station easily half a million people just in there kind of trying to escape or figure things out and stuff so the, the feat to try to reconnect after you lost a little child it's impossible. It's an impossible task, but she just. Uh, but that's the story that they had. It just magically happened, and we find out later that it was you know Kamala's doing. She's uh the she was the one who used her powers of, with the bangle and to help her grandmother find her father and stuff. Now that story itself is completely what Bruce Banner <laughs> would say is is a bunch of horse patuki. Uh, when he was describing how time travel really works, you can go back and and you can take things or do things. But what you're doing, you're creating a new branch. So you're creating a new feature for another time you know, version. What you do in your past don't affect your present because it cannot. Time doesn't work that way. And it was simply kind of reinforced with Loki. The same. In fact, uh, it was so much reinforced with Loki that they would destroy entire universes and stuff if the branch is really in danger jeopardizing the sacred timeline and stuff so with that said this and i asked sam and i'll let sam take kind of take over how is this possible like my brain can't i try to make sense of it try to make it work try and i just couldn't do it so yeah so i was trying to figure it out too and 
I mean, I saw some theories that were like, it's, it was Kamala's destiny. And, I, and then we were both like, well, that's a cop out. Like, cause you can say anything is anybody's destiny. Um, but I think it boils down to the only way we can explain it right now until Kevin Feige feeds us anything else about it is nor magic. I mean, we saw her enchant the photograph yeah. and that enchanted the bracelet. And then who knows if it sent like a message into the future, which brought her back. And I don't know, but I'm just going to say that they are magical beings mm-hmm. and they have magical powers that transcend time and space. That's, that's the best way to explain that. Cause we don't have anything else right now. Uh, so if you guys at home are listening and you can think any other explanation, because I mean, we even went through the whole, Bruno is reading Selvig's papers and like trying to figure out how to make interdimensional time travel work. And mm-hmm. he's like, it's not safe. Can't do it. Need the sun. We need to figure out more. And she just like, boom, flashback. Yeah. Like portal opens, sucks her back. <laughs> so we're going to say it's newer magic until Kevin Feige gives us, and I'm feeds us I- some more. We're, I'm curious, at what point does there become, especially with this show, and then, I mean, you have Multiverse of Madness, at what point does there become too much magic where it's like we've already seen this or where villains are no longer compared to the amount of magic? I mean, after uh, Infinity War came out and Thor didn't take Thanos' head off, everyone was talking, yeah. well, why didn't Doctor Strange just open a portal and snap it done? <laughs> like, gone. But at what point does there become too much magic where – no villain is a, a threat to Earth or any other galaxy because of the fact that there's so much magic out there. At what point do we rope it back in to say, no, there is limitations and there is consequences for this much magic? Yes, I 100% agree. I mean, I, I think it when you start using the, the, the it's magic thing as a plot device, you kind of ruin the, the, the magic uh, of ev- of everything. Cause it's up for me. It's, it's almost how, and I know, um, I know that this is going to be, but it's, it's almost how they kind of uh, did um, Bruce Wayne for Batman. And I know that's DC and stuff, but the fact that they use prep time as a plot device for all of his foes and for him taking out Superman or for him having he's prep time. It's the magical uh, plot device that writers can, can produce and stuff and make it so that he is virtually an uh, unstoppable human being who has no powers, but with prep time, he can beat out magic and, and super strength and speed and all this other stuff. It, it almost becomes jokey. And, and don't get me wrong, I love Batman. I love watching. I love watching Batman movies. I went to go see the recent one. It, it, it was a different film, but I liked it, and so I, I enjoyed those. It really honed on the detective side of the skills. But at some point, when you start utilizing a thing heavily so much, it starts. It starts to stop making sense. Just like Lewis said, why didn't Doctor Strange use his magic just to snap off his head or take the gauntlet? Why? Why were they struggling to remove the gauntlet when he can just slice his arm off? And so, when we start having those kind of conversations about that, means you're using it a little too much because you're not respecting the rules for the universe you created and stuff. So I hope there is something else. We got we got one more show. We got the season finale coming up. 
I don't think it's going to explain. We're not going to, I personally don't think we're going to get any, uh, any explanation about that time travel piece and stuff. Although I thought it was kind of cool the how they redid, recreated the, the partition piece and all that stuff. And I love the story. Love, uh, um, uh, Hassan and Aisha. I- Aisha, yeah, love love that story and stuff. I just, woo man, you can get it's a slippery slope. Like you know, when Lewis was saying, like when you lean on magic a little too much and stuff to answer some things. Well, at what point do you think that Aisha didn't want, like she was with Najma and now she's not? Like, at what point do you think that transition happened? That's the piece that I want to know. There's more to that story with the with the dagger uh, society and her with the which, red dagger. That's right because because yeah. you saw Aisha like she turns around and she throws that dagger and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, yeah. so she's not with the Jin. She's with the red daggers. Like, what's going on here? I needed more information because initially I wanted to think that she met Hassan built a family and then was like, I don't want to see this world torn apart. And that was like my initial thing. But then I saw that happened before she met Hassan. And I was like, Hmm. So she had already decided she was parting ways with Najma. Um, yeah. So something, it, something big happened with the clandestine, clandestine uh, group. Um, who's also, they were known to be called the gin, the gin um which you know um in today's world and stuff of of our culture which we can talk about uh some some people a lot of people have uh raised some uh some criticism about uh marvel using the terminology assigning uh to any indian person as as a gin and stuff and i and I'm, i'm gonna say this so i follow a lot of creatives especially around the comic book and 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 superhero and marvel world and there's a few that i absolutely uh like and i i can't i wrote their notes down because i wanted you guys to go give them some love and stuff but they're they are indian um um creators and they actually won she spoke very uh very clear about uh the culture and stuff and it's okay to to obviously to be upset if somebody is absolutely uh Can you hear me? Yeah, you cut out for a second. Yep, sorry, my mic dropped. Um, if it's okay to to have a, a negative response if someone's characterizing or making a character of your heritage and who you are as people and everything else, but this what Marvel did is what this person was saying, and I'm going off of this person who knows a lot about you know their upbringing in the Indian culture is that when they they assign the terminology to Jin. Uh, the same way that Christians did back in the day to witches and stuff. They, they assigned to people who did things they weren't really sure about or went against their faith and belief. And so you'd be called, you know, especially women would be called a witch and stuff. And, and, and we would have uh, movies and stuff about it and stuff. And no one would have an outrage because we understood this was the thinking and the error of what that was and stuff. It wasn't just painting, you know, like, Oh, all Indian people or the, no, they were actually utilizing what was um, used in that culture to paint uh, a deeply religious culture to paint what they didn't understand and they would label it as that. And it was a clear, um, how would you say, um, 
it was a clear a characterization of someone who had no clue what they're talking about. And so mm-hmm. and that's and, and, and bottom line, it, it really is just that it's, it's a cultural thing that all cultures across the spectrum has that and stuff. And they assign people. They were mythical beings. Correct. Exactly. Uh, we did. I mean, even with uh, Greek and North uh, mythology and stuff, we assign people goddess and and you know and got you know, gods and goddesses, and they were uh, what do you call a half god, half man? Uh, was there a term for that and stuff? Um, I don't know why I'm thinking Muggle, but I know it's not Muggle. That's Harry <laughs> that's Harry Potter. But see, exactly another another example. Yeah. But. Yeah, David, you're exactly right. And and the thing that I think is important is that Marvel is doing a much better job about having authentic buy-in from mm-hmm. the ethnicities and religions that they are portraying. So they have they have Muslim women of Indian descent on the script team, like yep. who are in who are on the like production team. So they are getting authentic buy-in. If there was an issue there. And it was being portrayed incorrectly. They would have somebody there to tell them that. So we get people who are ready to be up in arm and just to take on the next cause. But sometimes it's not it's not needed. It's just not necessary. And it's OK for us to settle each other down is what how I would say that. So be like, hey, this ain't this ain't it. This ain't the outrage thing that you need to be, you know, you know, thumping your, you know, fists about because Disney, who, you know, is, you know, Disney, they're, you know, they're now portraying all. No, they're not. That's not what they're doing. And and a lot of that stuff is I have to have to say we live in this weird world where trolls have a huge voice because of the Internet, huge. And they can. And if the troll does it the right way, they can set the tone and change the narrative. And we have to be careful about that and stuff. Letting someone hijack a narrative and 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 runs off and runs away like a runaway train. So, so yeah, just wanted to kind of say because we talked about that and stuff, and, and we wanted to be we want to be fair if if anything and stuff. And I would always defer to someone who is in um, Muslim culture, Indian culture, who knows what they're talking about and know how their culture is and stuff. Um, that's you know, I, I defer to them. So. So with that said, I, yeah, that's that's it. So the gin thing is not as bad as as uh, some of the, and I'm not I'm not gonna call everyone a troll, but there's there's some people who just hearts in the right place, outrage wasn't. You use the right word using that word culture though, because you know you have you could have Philly cheesesteaks across the United States, but when you go to Philadelphia, that culture of it it just yes. hits a little bit better. They're good in oh, California, love they're analogy. good in New York, but you have it in Philadelphia. And there's that culture behind it, so it tastes good. Not saying that other people can't make it, but it just tastes better. Love, love, love that. Damn, I'm hungry, too. Oh, goodness. Okay. So I did have a moment of confusion that maybe you guys can clear up for me. Sure. So after Kamala comes back from the future Mm -hmm. and the veil is opening between the – the what, Nora the, world and the Nor world. Yeah. yeah so the, the Nor magic veil is lifting yeah. and Najma, you know, she tells Najma, but you have Kamran, like mm-hmm. he needs you, blah, 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 all that stuff. And she goes, I know how to close it. And she touches the thing and we see her skeleton or whatever, but then we see Kamran's eyes instantly light up purple. Mm-hmm. 
And we hadn't seen Kamran having powers before that. And now we see him in the apartment over the Circle Q store with Bruno, a.k.a. Brian, um, with powers. So what is going on there? So here's, okay, I'll give you my opinion. So this, I don't think, you know, Mama Bear, I'm going to call her Mama Bear, had a change of heart and was like wanting to save this world, let alone her son. I think she knew that she could offer up her son to this nor power and let it just kind of like it's almost like uh the chaos magic in the dark hold with uh wanda and the, and the scarlet witch she just turned her son into a villain and with this magic and it's going to infect him and he's not going to be ma- at some point he's going to start making some really horrible choices and then he's going to start accepting it my opinion that's just where i don't I disagree that. because i mean if they're going to go with his comic book story he's not a hero Nope. He wants to destroy the human race. And this is his origin story. And Mama Bear uh, is the one who's responsible for it. So he wanted to be good, but she decided to like, this is how I can channel this power and curse my son. And, and by saying his name and it somehow, hopefully they'll ex- explain it a little bit more, but that's, I mean, it's going to be take. like the same kind of magic that Aisha used to enchant the bracelet in the picture. Like it's that same kind of, magic that transcends time and space and um i was just really sad because i i i knew like i knew Cameron like was not going to escape getting to be the good guy because of his comic book story but i am curious to see how his and kamala's relationship goes moving forward because she is going to want to save him from that and in the comic books he's very influential with her I'm not gonna lie. I got very much um, uh, Kylo Ren vibes and and yeah, the Last Jedi stuff there. Uh, I, I'm yeah. I, I hate I. I just did. I was like, oh, even when he went to go see Bruno and stuff like that. I'm like, god dang, this is Kylo Ren and Ray. This is come on, yeah. Miss Miss Marvel is Ray. She's gonna ignore all the bad signs that says Kylo Ren. Or I'm sorry. Um, uh, come run, come run is not redeemable, and he has a power base that also shows he's not redeemable, and he's gonna hurt your friend who is Finn, who's also aka Bruno. I mean, I'm I don't know if this, this is the retelling of that, but that's what conjured up in my head. You bring up a good point, though. I mean, that but that's also the MCU 101 Thor mm-hmm. and Loki, Captain America, Winter Soldier. I mean, yes, the, I mean. Uh, Star Lord and Gamora one and two. I mean, yep. you you have that's that's kind of that gives them the perfect climb, and then it's the downhill where we really don't know where the MCU is going to go. Usually, yeah. that's how they spark the fire up. They get us all hooked, and they're like, "All right, now where do we go?" Yep. So, I mean, that just seems like Marvel one on one right there. So this may have been my mind playing tricks on me, but you saw the blanket that was dropped. At the train station, was that the was that what was later turned like so? Sana when she or Sana or whatever her name is when she's the mm-hmm. little the little baby drops her blanket when her dad pick or when she gets picked up. I missed that part, I, and it and it looks like it's the exact same color as the vest 
that the material has been around for a very long time that the Red Dagger guy gave Kamala. Ooh. I could I'm going to go back and watch, but I was like, mm, is that that material that that vest is? Because that would be pretty cool. I am curious to see like if there is any more Red Dagger stuff that comes along. Well, I have a theory. Uh, Let's so hear I think it. Red Dagger started uh, because of dad, uh, grandpa, great grandpa, and stuff. He started at the Red Daggers because he, you know, he. It's always that guy who starts out with peace. You know, he he gave the Gandhi speech in the town square, which was amazing. For those who didn't know, that was actually a real speech. Um, he met, you know, met the love of his life, and and they had a kid together, and she's taken from him and stuff. And so, the Red Daggers, I think, is born out of out of that. I don't know. I, I think and I mean, like I think that's what she family. had when he first yeah. met her was the Red Dagger, like. Which means grandma's not telling all the truth to uh, her granddaughter and stuff because there's some more pieces of the puzzle she needs to reveal. Yes, because she is definitely way too comfortable with her teenage granddaughter just be roaming around. around with the red daggers. Yeah, and she mentioned like going back to you know where it all started and figuring it out, and mm-hmm. she knew Kamala was going to go to the train station. Yep. She knew she would go there. And then that's where the Red Daggers knew right away where to find her. 100%. What, I mean, what grandma in her right mind would be comfortable with her daughter, who's who's never really been to her country, just roaming around, knowing that her the cousins aren't there with her and stuff, unless you have some amazing clandestine protection unit and stuff known as the red daggers that's going to look after and watch her and stuff so yeah grandma was a little too comfortable with kamala just being out there just like you said roaming and doing her thing and stuff so yeah i think there's some there's some more i like your theory that hassan um started the red daggers i like that theory because i was initially thinking well like aisha had the red dagger so she was part of the red daggers before she met hassan but now that you're saying that, it could just be like that was part of her characterization, and mm-hmm. he took that aspect and built something out of it. Correct. It was an ode to her because she, like she conjured up the dagger. If she conjured up axes, because that was her thing, they would be the red axes. I mean, so I think that was an ode to his his late wife. He had to do something for her, and I think he did that. So, where do we stand on damage control right now? I don't know how they broke out of that prison. Like, I mean, obviously they're supernatural beings, but still. So yeah, okay. So the the, the big prison break and stuff. Uh, so if I'm to believe this, so damage control managed to capture Abomination, put away some of the nastiest bad guys and alien, protect some of the nastiest alien techs and weaponry, and then the this clandestine group managed to just. Pull, do a hoodwink and uh, punch their way out and, and escape kind of yes they are magical but yes they they're prepared for that stuff i mean they, they captured them so i don't i don't know i i'm i i hate to be the one that says a little bit of lazy writing but I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna call it how it is i think that was really lazy writing because there's no way not only that but they left. She left her. The, they left the son there in the prison while they were off to escape. So we have two escapes, two separate escapes. 
So from a teenager who doesn't really know what his life he's a he's an actual teenager. So um, I don't know. You know, they were not really the intended target either. True. So maybe they were like, "You want you want Kamala? Like, we'll bring you Kamala. Let us go. Like, let us break out of here." I I would like to believe that there'd be some redemption if that was the case. Like, we purposely let everyone but the guards knew that we're going to let you go. Then yeah, if there's someone watching on the cameras, like, yep, all right, good. You know, as they're escaping, they're like, okay, good. Open the doors or whatever. Then yes, that is much more believable because it would be much better story writing. It would be because you're leading me to the person we want. We both want the same thing and stuff, but. And, and the fact make, of leaving, sense, like leaving Cameron just... behind, like I think Najma or whatever her name is, like she knew she was going to have to use him later. Yeah, he was her plant, mm-hmm. and she knew she was going to use him in the way that he got used. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, she sacrificed her son. Yep. Oh yeah, gave him up to the dark magic. So yeah, so yeah, I that has. To, oh my, I hope that's the case. I hope they explain it that way, Sam. Like that, they, they purposely let them. They let them go, um, and not it wasn't sheer incompetence and stuff because they are known to house and capture some of the the baddie baddies and and you know in the world. So I, I, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, Lewis? So me, I am not familiar with the entire story. So I'm going as a general fan. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think one of the key things that stand out to me uh, in this as just a general fan watching and knowing very little about it, I think the span of, and I think this goes for a lot of shows right now, the span of six episodes is not enough. Yes. There's, there's some small things that you should really emphasize just a little bit more. especially, And that's the beauty of doing the show is, is you have – more time to really make sure that that plot, that story, that twist lands. And I don't think, I think just like every Marvel show minus one division, because it got a full and nice, decent run. After episode three, they realize we only got three left. And not only that, you're like, we only got an hour and a half because you give us the like 15 minute crawl. So as a general fan, the first three episodes I loved. I've only seen episode four. I have not seen five. So mm-hmm. that's probably why I'm out of the mix too. But I find myself now this far deep where I almost like, if you ever read a book where you read the page, you're like, I don't remember what I just read. Let me mm-hmm. reread it. That's where I'm at right now. There's so much good stuff that I'm seeing, but I'm not quite understanding everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I, again, that's I, just, I'm not, a, I don't have a whole lot of background with Miss Marvel. Oh, I didn't realize I didn't realize that you hadn't watched the episodes. I'm sorry. Oh, I know I know you're good. I know you're good with spoilers, but still, like we're sitting. I didn't realize that, but um. So I'm gonna is- say this. I'm not. I'm not. I too am not a real hip on on Miss Marvel comic because it's a it's a rel- relatively newer comic book run. So I so I have not picked up those issues and stuff and and read those but the episodes i have watched uh you know several times and stuff and and there is some there there's certain story lines that marvel likes to kind of uh kind of lay seeds into and stuff it's not i don't say it's almost predictable but some of it is kind of predictable mm-hmm. even to the point where it's like you can tell where they're starting to hurry up and rush things because it's like we only like you said we only have 
three episodes left to finish telling this whole story that we just built in this whole new universe and we're introducing brand new characters and stuff. So Yep. And, and not only that, we mentioned a little while ago too, the new generation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I remember when they announced Guardians, half the people were like, what is this? Wait, where are we going? <laughs> and people yeah. loved it. Now mm-hmm. you're dropping this episode, which is going to bring in the younger generation. Mm-hmm. So they have to take it a little bit different. So the formula is a tad bit different, but hopefully it still hits the same as everything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hitting pretty great for me. And oh, yeah. I loved episode five for Muniba to finally get the truth that her mo- that that her mother had been trying to tell her her entire life, mm-hmm. where she just thought she her mother was this like batshit crazy old woman, <laughs> and like this is why dad left and. Um, I had to get away and like seeing their coming back together and the grandmother accepting that this was like her journey to be brought back to her and for Muniba to see uh, Kamala use her powers for the first time. Yeah. She stood there in awe of her she daughter. She was a fan girl. She was like, she, she, did. she's like, wait, you're that light girl. <laughs> and then she just stood there in awe of her. Yeah. I'm saying mom, mom is now the president of the Miss Marvel fan club. Like she, she is full. You saw it. You saw it in her reaction. So like, Oh my God, my daughter is a super. Woo. Yeah. It, you got well, Let's bit. not forget. Dad Hulk was a bigger fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'm sorry. Okay. That's the one. Okay. That scene. Little I, I, Hulk I'm, and big Hulk. That, that scene is so reminiscent. So I, I have a, I have a young adult daughter and she's 20 now, but, um, I remember that moment where, you know, dad was no longer the cool guy. You know, you had a kind of, he had to be wallpaper now and stuff. And I saw that in his look when he got denied by his daughter in such a harsh way about, I'm not, you're not, I'm not going with you. You are not coming with, and dad's all excited with the Hulk to do something with his daughter. It's like, oh. I felt that. I know. <laughs> I was like, I was prepared to say, come on, you're grounded for the rest of your life. Like, I was like, no, you don't talk that way to your dad. We have feelings. And I was like, we, oh, God, this is a show. It's not me. So, yeah, that was that, that hit home. That was some real writing right there. So, and, they, and like, like, they do a really great job still of like, we're getting action sequences and we're getting our typical like marvel superhero storylines but there's they still do a really good job of tying in those like heartstrings and pulling on them and for me that moment was seeing muniba like start to fangirl over it and not realize that you know her head her head's up in the clouds and like no mama like your girl can take herself up into the clouds like <laughs> did you not just see her close a veil portal that was opening between two lands or two dimensions like you gotta fan a girl over that so any 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 predictions or things you would like to see get wrapped up in six? Uh, this, this season finale here and stuff. So like for me, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I, I would like to I want to see. There, I think there's a payoff for the whole Bruno going to California. Um, there's going to be someone that's we're going to see that's you know West. I hate saying West Coast Avengers. I uh, know, but something's going to happen in the West Coast. He's going to California. He's going to obviously he's going to he's going to take that that scholarship. Um, maybe even take what's his name with him and stuff. Um, but something is is going to happen. Maybe we see Ant Man, uh, or we see someone from Pym. 
Yeah. Um, and he gets an internship, like you know, there's not a real internship. He gets we goes work for Pim Industries or something. like yeah. something. I, I I I would like and, like especially that out. reference to Eric Selvig, like. So, yeah. Like for him to pull that off the top of his head, I'm like, there is, there's more to your story, Bruno. Yeah. So I would love Bruno to be some kind of like a, the next, the next MCU media. scientist. Yeah, yeah, I want to see him like the next media. MCU scientist. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I want to try and understand more about um, in the next episode. I want more of Cameron's story and what to expect from him. So that's mm-hmm. that's mostly what I want from the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. True villainy. For me, I'm hoping. I mean, I haven't seen episode five, so based off four to kind of see what's going. I would like to just see. I, w- I would like a solid closeout where we're tying it in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like uh, it, so far it's giving me a lot of like fan service. You know, Kamala, Vendorcon, stuff like that. You're seeing yeah. a lot of that, but I'm re- I'm wanting to see it hooked back into the MCU. Uh, even though it's obviously part of the MCU, but I want to see more of it hooking in. Uh, I feel a lot of the TV shows and movies right now, we got a lot of loose ends. I want to start seeing where we're going with it. Yes. That's that's where I felt about Moon Knight, too. Like, obviously, we know that there's more coming from Moon Knight, but Another I also season. was like, mm, where are we going to tie this all in? How are we going to tie this all in? Because, you know, we are faithful to those connections, and we will be the first ones to be like, excuse you, like, <laughs> this does not work. Like, make it work for us. Even, even some hints of a, of a connection that allows us to kind of jump jump down a rabbit hole. I'm, I'm okay. I, I would be okay with and stuff. Like you just said, with like Bruno, like right. So, Going and, and that's the other thing. Like, we we don't even. I I would be kind of. It'd be kind of awesome if we got actual Captain Marvel herself uh, make a appearance. I doubt it. I, that's not, I, yeah, I doubt that happened. Uh, and those kind of things aren't really kept on their wraps. Like we've been knew that, uh, you know, like, uh, Dr. Strange was, um, you know, hanging around the set of WandaVision and stuff. We didn't have confirmation he was going to be in it. And then we found out they, they kind of erased them from it because they went overshadow WandaVision, which made sense. But, we would have heard, I haven't heard anything about uh, uh, Captain Marvel. So, but it'd be kind of cool to see if she kind of pops in. It's, it's funny you mentioned that you don't want Dr. Strange to overshadow Wanda, but you yeah. allow Wanda to overshadow Dr. Strange completely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I didn't want to say it, but I was like, man, it, that could have been the Scarlet Witch movie uh, versus Dr. Strange and stuff. Because yeah, I I think that would have been the perfect uh it, yeah definitely is a payback. I get, and I and I get it. I get when Kevin Feige said uh we really we scrubbed it. We really really was kind of concerned how much of uh, Doctor Strange presence would take away from Wanda and her arc and becoming the Scarlet Witch and everything else. And then boom, we get hit with 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 uh, the Multiverse of Madness with Doctor Strange too, and it literally was just a continuation of of Wanda Vision of the Scarlet Witch and stuff. So, I yeah, that was that was interesting. It, but, it didn't but... work out. But they fed us more you at did. the end of Multiverse of Madness to tell us what's to come for Doctor Strange's next yeah. storyline. So, like that is that is what we want at the end of Episode Six on Wednesday is mm-hmm. something that gives us that. Well, oh, there's another storyline here that we can like sit with 
and try and rack our brains over because that's that's how we keep going. <laughs> yeah. So no, no, absolutely. And I yeah, I, I like and also I, I like the fact that <laughs> the only surviving member of the Illuminati, you know, we never you know, and most people think the whole team got wiped out. No. Doctor Strange knocked a, 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 a mo. Blah, blah. Why am I having a hard time? Um, mo, uh, mo, Modor, Modor, Mordor, Mordor, uh, knocked Mordor. him out and stuff, and left him in that little <laughs> pit thing and stuff. So he never had the privilege of being decimated. Mordo, Mordo, thank you, God. I was like Mordor. Wait, that's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Mordo. Not, yeah, tongue tied. So yeah, he he's a surviving member of the Illuminati. So he may rebuild and stuff, and maybe we'll get you know Supreme Iron Man and and some other team players and stuff uh, from that and stuff. But yeah, but here here's the thing: like I, these shows, everything right now, it, the, the connective tissue of it is almost uh, transparent. It's non-existent. Like you, you can't really see it too much. Because we don't have that big bad threat. Like I really thought that in Loki, uh, Kang the Conqueror was going to be it. I was like, okay, this is our big baddie. This is the guy. He's going to be woven in. Talked about all the other the movies hasn't happened. So we, the truth is, we may not even been introduced to him yet. It, it, it has. It may not happen. It may not come until Phase Five and stuff. So but we, this, we this, I'm going to hold on to faith though that they are going to tie everything back together. Oh, oh yeah. And then you're going to get those people like, oh, I knew it from all along. Yeah, I, I saw that connection and stuff before you got, yeah, okay. So, but we're going to get that. Um, so, with that said, uh, we have, you know, tomorrow, if you're on the West Coast, tomorrow at midnight is the season finale of Miss Marvel. Those who like to stay up late, I'm, you know, I'm a late out, so I will be up watching that and stuff. Those who can't, uh, Wednesday, you know, anytime you want on Wednesday, it will come out and stuff, and you can watch that. And we definitely will be back, and we'll we're work we're going to work on some things. We're going to try to get some more guest hosts and kind of maintain, kind of find a schedule that works for all of us and stuff, so we can not leave you guys in the lurch. Um, and you know, because we know you guys miss us. You know, we got taste of Lewis, and then you're like, man. I'm getting to Marvel Tribe and then boom, gone. We got the new girl who is killing it, Sam. Man, remind me that you, you I mean, God, we're gonna make you a partner, uh, give you a raise. So, so she's killing it and stuff. And then you know, Brianna's doing her thing, and she's and she's she's she she's on the front line, she's a nurse, so you have to know, you know, she's doing her thing, so she always would be missed and stuff when she's absent from the show. But yeah, we we're we're making a really good tribe here, and and we're we're definitely going to bring more content and stuff to you guys. Um, Lewis has an awesome logo that I can't wait, you know, to you know to see and to be revealed to you guys. I would like to post more on our social media to have some more interactiveness from you guys and stuff, and and I can use some help with developing some more games and stuff because you can only play two degrees of Marvel so much and stuff. But there's tons of stuff we can do with Mar- because we have the entire Marvel content to to create some really cool things and stuff to do. So I'm looking forward to that piece. Um, but yeah, that's I mean I, I don't have anything else to say about Miss Marvel other than I'm liking the show so far. I would like to see a few a few more things get revealed or told and stuff. But other than that, I I, I think it's a good show. How do we you feel know? about going live next week for the finale? I like the way you think. 
I'm all about hijacking stuff. I mean, yes, going live. Oh, hijack it. So <laughs> um, next, do we want to do Monday? I, we can. All right. Let's do next Monday then. We'll say okay. next Monday. Um, so the Monday following the release of episode six. That'll give everybody the weekend to watch. Join us live on the Waltz Apartment page for a live version of uh, Marvel Tribe. And then also just a little heads up in probably about two, I say we give you guys two weeks to go see Thor. And then we're going to start dropping some spoilers and stuff. So that's, so just consider yourself warned because I have some interesting takes for Thor Love and Thunder and stuff. So. All right, so that's it for this episode of Marvel Tribe. See you later. All right.